In a world of conflicting values, when questions are more common than answers, God's Word provides everything we need to live a God-centered, truth-driven life. Now, here's the Word for Life broadcast, brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Good morning. Thank you for joining us for another uh, Word for Life broadcast brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. My name is Ken Keltner, and we're so thankful that you're listening. Maybe you're coming home from work, uh, worked all night, or you're just getting up in the morning. Trust that you have a great day. Start your day with the Lord and look to His Word for guidance and direction, for it is the Word for Life. We have Brian uh, Rice with us in studio, and Brian was on our last broadcast, and we're going to pick up with what God has done in their lives uh, from uh, the time that we were together back in Denver, Colorado at Tri-City Baptist Church. And so Brian and Victoria are with us uh, with our missions conference with the, their two daughters. And so, Brian, good to have you back with us this morning. It's good to be here again. And let's pick it up. Um, God was working. You 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 went on a missions trip. You you saw God do an incredible work, and and I, I still remember even our visits. You're like, man, I feel like I'm wasting my life over here uh, in the states. And even though you were, you had a great testimony, I remember in the in the school, um, public school that you're teaching at. But but basically, you just sold it all, and and God opened up doors, and you went with tent makers, and you went to China. Won't you pick it up there? with what God started to do uh, through you and Victoria there in China? Well, when we arrived in China, we, we signed on with an international school. And so I taught there for my first two years. And as I was there, I was uh, teaching English and an AP English and an honors English. And I just became busier and busier. And it was a Christian school and we were ministering to uh, the business people's children, uh, people from Korea, people from Japan, Germany, France, and America. And we were thinking to ourselves, we're in the right country, but this isn't the people that are heart feels drawn to. And so after two years, I resigned and I started teaching in the Chinese uh, high schools and middle schools. And we were just loving it. We're in the same old uh, cement building with the other Chinese teachers. And so we were, um, our children were playing with their children and we were completely immersed in, in, in China. And so we completely loved that. We started leading a team of uh, other missionary teachers who are working in public schools uh, for worldwide tent makers in that city. But mm-hmm. it wasn't until year five that we really found our niche in the university system. And we started working with college students in the campus ministry. And the students had, ironically, in college, they have free time in, Ch- in uh, college in China. And so we uh, started uh, meeting with them and spending time with them, bringing them home for uh, showing them Thanksgiving and Christmas. And, you know, it was just ripe opportunities. They, I had a manger there in my living room, and they said, what is this? And they're all questions, and they're just enamored with American culture. And, and so uh, we were able to actually start four Bible studies on campus uh, at that time. Of course, everything's underground, behind door, kind of hidden. But it was a really wonderful time. We recu- recruited a few other um, um, teachers, American teachers, to come and join us in ministry. And um, and we love that. And of course, over time, we were moved out of that city because the government catches on. Yeah. Well, l- l- I just have a question. So, did you 
they they had this interest for American culture. They and I would think they had an interest at some point in what you're telling them about the Bible. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But one was a springboard to the other. So yeah. we would we would start you know eating with them, fellow or spending time with them. They're learning about American culture, but American culture. The way we we taught it, it couldn't be separated from exactly. from from the scripture. You know, yeah. why are we thankful at Thanksgiving and obviously yeah. Christmas? Yeah. And then we'd find the students who were truly interested, rather than just superficially interested, and invite them to the Bible studies. Yeah. So, did you see some then come to know Christ personally? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. and that and the beautiful thing about when when someone in a communist country becomes a believer. You don't need to tell them to evangelize. They understand what they just gained and what they gave up, and and they want to run home and tell their parents and tell their friends and and see other people be saved. And we actually had to caution them, you know, be careful how you do it or the government is going to persecute you. You certainly want to share, but be wise. It's almost like uh, someone once said, it's like a— a beggar who found some breadcrumbs wanting to go out and share and say, hey, I know where we can get bread. Absolutely. Yeah. So you, you ministered there for 17 years in China, just yes. really faithfully uh, serving the Lord. And and then uh, tell us then what, what was taking place there at the end of China to move you to Italy. So at the end of our time in China, the a few times throughout our, our time there, the government would come in and start uh, snooping around and interrogating, talking to our students and, and other friends and uh, trying to figure out what we're doing. Sometimes they thought we were spies, which was really dangerous, mm-hmm. um, but they suspected that we were missionaries. And so um, at the 10-year mark, we moved to another city. We lived in five cities completely because we had to move around a bit mm-hmm. to stay in country. But we at the 17-year mark, uh, the government came in with uh, Xi Jinping was the new um, chairman of China, and he was very hostile toward faith, uh, Christian faith. And so he told the government to crack down on the universities, and the university cracked down on us. And we had a, an office on campus, and overnight, uh, our name was Mud. We weren't allowed to meet with students. We had to close our office and get everything off there in four days, and uh, we were out of business. And so we started praying about it because, you know, sometimes when the door closes in front of you, God wants you to just lean on it and wait. Mm-hmm. And sometimes God wants you to go through a different door. And so we, uh, at that point, felt that the Lord wanted us to go to Italy. And that, that's an interesting story in itself. Because Chinese, there were Chinese folks moving to Italy, or, or were they right. already there? They had started 20 years earlier. A diaspora of Chinese people had been moving to, to Italy, but we had no idea of this. And so we didn't see the connection. God, you want me to go to Italy, but will I ever see a Chinese face there? Because we assumed we'd continue with the same sort of ministry. And uh, so we did a little research. We did a survey trip. And we just found out that uh, Italy is full of Chinese people. And so many, uh, the, the highest concentration of Chinese people in Europe is in Italy. Wow. And so you get there and now you're, so you, you've been immersed into the Chinese culture, which that's going to help you even in the culture of Italy when you're around Chinese. But you're also being thrown into 
the Italian culture at the same time. Right. Take us through a little bit of that. Right. So when we went there, we we planned on ministering to the Chinese as we had, but also we thought, well, we'd like to plant a church. We feel like that might be what the Lord would have us do. So we either wanted to plant a church or we wanted to uh, help a struggling church. And we were only there for days before we uh, met a pastor and, and learned about a struggling Italian church that only had about oh, 10 members there, 10 to 15 members. And they had been limping along for a long time. And they did just embraced us and they asked us to uh, join them. And so we did, and then the next thing I know, they they wanted me to preach. And before I knew it, I was co-pastor of this little Italian church. And then I started bringing in my, my Chinese friends, and I met Romanian friends and, and Albanian friends because it was very um, international, and mm-hmm. we started building up the church. And tell us about one fellow you met there that I, I always remember. He was right there on the top of your prayer list uh, when you'd send it over. Be- Beppe? Beppe, yeah. Beppe. Giuseppe, his nickname was Beppe. One of the the main things that we were doing in the beginning, of course, is language learning. And we went to um, the the school where the immigrants all go. So we're immigrants for joining them. And it was a beautiful uh, international group of students, Albania, Russia, Romania, China, Vietnam, everywhere. And we, so we were all, to, all together studying Italian, making friends, and... So that was one area that we were learning. But also there was, a, in our town of Luca, there w- was a uh, place where a, a bunch of retired people came together to offer their services, just kind-hearted mm-hmm. old people, men and mm-hmm. women, and Beppe was one of them. And so he was my main uh, Chinese, or not Chinese, but Italian tutor. And so he would, we'd spend days and days uh, together, and, and we'd turn into a relationship where um, he was teaching me Italian and then relying on me to help him with things because he was 86 or so years old and he needed some some assistance. And I would, in turn, uh, bring some English material like the Bible or, or, or different <laughs> yeah. evangelistic uh, tools. Uh, Carrie Schmidt's book, uh, Done, yeah. was a t- uh, translated into Italian. And so... I brought that, and we were discussing that. And over the course of time, uh, Beppe became burdened that Jesus had to suffer so much. And, I mean, he started out and said, I don't want to hear it. Uh, You know, I know I can't go to heaven. I've committed mortal sins. He has this Catholic background. And he says, I don't even believe in this stuff. But through praying praying and spending time together and just building Mm -hmm. a relationship and sharing the truth, um, he, he developed this burden that Jesus suffered so much. Mm. And then finally, um, he, he told me that he knew he was going to heaven that because he trusted in Jesus mm. that, to get him there. And he was, it was perfect timing. You could see the Lord's hand on this because mm. Beppe needed someone there to, to he, he was really involved in the Masonic temple too. And he mm. was trying to recruit me into that. And I'm trying to invite him to our church. And he mm. actually came and so how uh, how long was Beppe a believer before he went home to be with the Lord? About two months. Wow! It was, it was similar to my the story of my own father. Only that was more like about six hours. Oh wow! But, you know, pretty pretty last minute. Yeah. 
And so uh, in just a few minutes we have, if you're just joining us, I'm talking to Brian Rice, uh, missionary to China, to Italy, and and now uh, God has you working with some Afghan refugees right here in the United States. So why don't you uh, pick up with that? Okay, yeah, as COVID closed in on, on Italy and everything was closing down, we sensed the need to come back to the United States to check on uh, my wife's mother. And so we came back and she really needed us to take care of her at this point. And so we've uh, relocated her to Oklahoma City. And we did the same thing in Oklahoma City that we've done everywhere. We go, where is God working in this city and how mm-hmm. can we join mm-hmm. him? Yeah, and and so anyway, now we're working with uh, the Afghan um, refugees who have located in town and also at the University of Central Oklahoma. We've returned to campus ministry. Yeah. And so we're doing that. And uh, you've been well received. I mean, it's not like the, you know, someone's looking over your shoulder saying you can't do that here or you can't talk about Christ here or anything along no, that line. No, it's, it, it's wonderful. I think the, the, the biggest danger that we're facing in Oklahoma is people are so nice that they really need to be pushed out of their comfort zone to develop a deeper relationship with the Lord. Yeah, and that they would would keep growing. Well, Brian, we're uh, so thankful for you and Victoria and Esther and Grace. You adopted Esther and Grace from from China, and uh, you've when had they're one year old, one year old, and now they're what. 17 and 19 and learning to drive helped me (laughs) i think we've all been there well thank you so much for joining us today and i and i hope brian's uh testimony of what god's been doing in their life has been a blessing to your heart may the lord bless you have a great day we hope you enjoyed today's program if you have a question we can answer or would like information on the word for life would like to donate to help continue to produce this broadcast or need resources for your christian walk contact us at Brookside Baptist Church, 4470 North Pilgrim Road, Brookfield, Wisconsin, 53005. You can also visit us at brooksidebc.org. That's brooksidebc.org. Or call us at 262-783-6180. That's 262-783-6180. Thanks for listening today, and please tune in again as we bring the Word of God to your life. 